Hey everyone, I'm Luke White and you're listening to episode 2 of SDA Sessions, a podcast documenting my campaign to become elected as the next president of the South England Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. At least that's what season 1 is about. Play the music! This is episode two, so if you want to catch up on the story so far, I highly recommend you pause this episode right now, right now, and head to episode one for a full rundown. However, here's a very, very quick recap. In episode one, I played you my announcement speech, the speech I gave to the world via Facebook on August the 7th about my intention to run. It feels like so long ago. My friends, it's time to say no to nepotism. People being given position and power because of their DNA. It's disgusting and it's wrong and it deserves to be called out. It's time to say no to this nepotism so we can say yes to meritocracy. People who are deserving of roles to be at the helm of our church rather than those who are simply given the platform because of who they are related to. This is a problem for our local churches. It's a problem right all the way up to Michigan Avenue. So here we are on day 13 of the campaign and so much has happened. Friendships have been lost, friendships have been gained and friendships have been strengthened all by my seemingly tiny decision of running for the position of president. I debated what to call this episode. Uh, I wasn't sure what to talk about. Um, But... I think if you've been following closely, we all know what this episode has to be about. That video. That video which many people have said has cost me my presidency. That video, many have said, ruined my campaign. That video, that video is revealed to me, or maybe even to many, who I really am, who I really am inside. Not my words exactly, but we'll get to all of that. If you don't know what that video is, allow me to give you a quick, quick sneaky peek. You see, feeling frustrated by the insidious, sneaky rebuttal that I had been hearing some people had been articulating throughout the campaign, I decided to address it head on. I didn't hear you ask if Luke was serious. When in 2015, I, uh, sorry, 2005, I joined, I studied, started to begin studying ministry. I didn't, I didn't hear you ask if I was serious. I didn't hear your whispers then. I didn't hear you ask in 2009 or 2010 when I started working with Eddie Hippolyte, when he became the teens, the teens coordinator for the tech coordinator for the South England Conference. I didn't hear you ask if I was serious then. I didn't hear you ask when I was giving up my Sundays, giving up my holidays, giving up my plans for my own life to look after your young people 
to disciple your young people. You see, now everything had been going so well. You know, day one, I announced my decision to run. And in doing so, I talked about the five pillars of my campaign. Two days later, I released another Facebook Live. This time it was a training video. I did a quick speedy run through, kind of highlighting the election process, how it works and how people even get the opportunity to vote and how there are similarities from how you vote for offices in your local church all the way up to the top of the food chain, GC level. It went well. I mean, I made a few mistakes in that video, but thankfully there was someone right there in my comments correcting my missteps. Now, some have said that would have infuriated them, but it didn't infuriate me at all. In fact, it helped because it outlined to me the gaps in my knowledge and ensured that the viewer got the best advice. And so somehow, because of the concoction of these two videos, I picked up my first troll. Now, we all know the worst thing to do is to give a troll too much attention, so I'm not going to fall into that trap here. But somehow, more than I realised, I had consumed some of that negative energy and it had kind of rubbed off on me, whether it be directly through what I was reading or indirectly through others. Um, it seemed as though I had um, subconsciously subconsciously taken on some of this negativity and so that combined with access to Facebook and a glass of Henny led to that video. Somewhere, somewhere in my mind, that video was a great idea. The problem was it wasn't originally part of my well-thought-out campaign strategy and my, my scheduled posting plan, but I decided to go off-book, an off-book plan, an off-book video. Just like a naive property investor, I paid the price. Within a couple of hours, this video had turned into a meme, screenshots taken to support the reason why I was unfit for office, and more surprisingly, gave many the opportunity they had been waiting for. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the opportunity, the opportunity to tell me that my campaign, or I quote, the non-campaign I was running, my ambitions to be president were dead, 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 dead and buried, completely over, finished, finito, kaput. Uh, and I almost believed them. The sentiment can be summed up in one text message I received from a friend. I've asked my mom to read it here because I love her, right? So here it is. I watched the vid from last night. Couldn't watch it all. Got halfway through. Got the gist. At best, you just ruined your non-campaign. Ego was all over that video. At the very least, you need a campaign manager. You are clearly unable to juggle all of the balls at the same time. I'm glad you did an apology video this morning, but it's meaningless. You've already beat me. Saying sorry does not mean you are not vicious inside. As prayers, if you cannot handle people's unbelief in a mature and private way, you are not ready for leadership. 
God can use anyone to get any message anywhere and each day I remind myself of that as I don't want to be judging judgings for no reason but you are giving me all the reasons. You know I love and support you but not blindly. I am about to go and pray earnestly on this because I can see a crash coming and I am not sure who the fatalities will be but there will be tears for sure. I know what you're thinking. You apologised? Yeah, I missed that part out. You see, the night after, or the night I posted that initial video, I had taken it down. Um, And then the next morning, I issued an apology, obviously via Facebook, um, because I just realised it didn't really do justice to me or what I was about. Uh, I used the rant of that, that, that video... Uh, to share my my achievements in kind of a tongue-in-cheek way, but it didn't come across that way. And somehow the facts got lost in the delivery. And so in the apology video, I also got the chance to explain in a more palpable way my extensive experience in Adventist ministry. Whilst I believe an apology can never undo all the hurt of the initial offence, it's all I had. And so I said it. I said it. I shared my heart. I was honest. I was vulnerable, hoping, praying that Brené Brown was right about vulnerability. The biggest myth about vulnerability is that it's weakness. I think a lot of people were raised to believe that. It was modeled, I think, certainly in our culture. Um, We see that a lot, that to be vulnerable, to be open, to be exposed is to be weak. Um, And the truth is, you know, what I found in my research is that vulnerability is not weakness. In fact, I would argue that it's our greatest measure of courage. When we went out and asked people, what is vulnerability? We heard things like, vulnerability is the first date after my divorce. Vulnerability is starting my own company. Vulnerability is taking responsibility for something that went wrong at work. Vulnerability is sitting with my wife who has stage three breast cancer and making plans for our young kids. Um, vulnerability is taking my business public. You know, the definition I use in my work of vulnerability is simply uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Vulnerability is about the willingness to show up and to be seen even when there are no guarantees. Underneath that video, in just a few lines, one of my friends was able to communicate something to me which spurred me on and I think will continue to spur me on for the rest of this campaign. It was just a few lines and it hit me a thousand times harder than I expected. This generous individual wrote this. Didn't see the vid that you're talking about. But from the convos we've had, I can say that your heart is in the right place. Dust yourself off and go again. 
I honestly don't know what the future holds in this campaign. There's been so many twists and turns already, but I can tell you, just like I told my pastor, I love this. I love this. I love this. I love what I'm learning about God. I love what I'm learning about myself. And I definitely love what I'm learning about others. You see, I love putting myself out there and basking in the praise, the hatred, the love, the anger. I love to know how people really feel. I love to play the game of life and leave everything out there on the field. I love it. 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 And so no matter what happens over the next few weeks and beyond, I pray to God that I feel alive as I do right now, speaking to you just like this. I pray that I always have the strength, I guess, to share my convictions. I have the patience to listen to others because ultimately I believe that in the end, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. Look for president. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Everything will be okay. Thank you so much for listening to episode two. is brought to you by Tempoy Creative and is the first podcast in a long line of highly amazing individual podcasts that will be rolled out on the Tempoy Podcast Network. If you listen this far, then you're a legend. You might as well go all the way and vote for me. Or at the very least, tune into the next episodes. They will drop every Tuesday. Share this with a friend or don't. Either way, have an amazing day. Daily prayers over and out, 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 out. Need to get reverb on these mics.